Hello, this is Billy D, and this is Cascade Hoops Talk. This is a podcast, a new podcast, focused on primarily NAI men's basketball with emphasis on the Cascade Conference. However, if you're not a fan or located in the Cascade Collegiate Conference, don't worry. We'll do everything we can to keep you up to date with NAI Division II college basketball, men's college basketball, all across the country. What we're going to do today on this podcast is a preseason primer, if you will. The best way I could figure to do this is to go to the final 16 and work my way up in as close of the order as I can estimate. And we'll take a look at how the team fared last year, what's expected this year, how did they recruit this year, what is publicly available there, and who they lost, and just to kind of Give everybody a feel for who were the teams that finished the strongest last year and what will their prospects be for next year. So throughout the season, uh, we'll be focused again on primarily on NAI Division II men's basketball. This will be your best single source of NAI men's Division II basketball talk and analysis. We'll a bit later go conference by conference and break down the individual conferences as to you know what may happen in each conference but throughout the year during the week we'll update our listeners on what happened the week before and how that affected the standings and rankings and what's going to happen next week and how we expect that to affect the standings and rankings also we are trying to set up phone interviews with many coaches across the country. Also uh, trying to get a number of uh, graduated players, get their take on their time playing small college basketball, what meant in their life, talk about some of the uh, competitive stories that they have, perhaps talk to some parents of some current players. And again, uh, every week try to talk to a coach or two across the country just to get a feel for what they're seeing about their program. Definitely subscribe. So in a moment, then we're going to start going through the top 16 from the tournament last year and begin to break down uh, what we see for next year. So stick with me. We'll be back in just a moment and we'll get started. And we're back. Uh, Billy D, Cascade Hoops Talk. Well, let's start going through the final 16 from last year, and we're going to begin with St. Francis, uh, Illinois. Uh, You hardcore NAI Division II basketball fans will recall St. Francis, Illinois shocked Oklahoma Wesley in the number one seed in the Liston bracket in the uh, first round of the tournament in Sioux Falls last year. And then actually gave IU East a a good run for their money with IU East uh, running away toward the end. But uh, they had a a very good tournament and surprised a lot of people. St. Francis, Illinois participates in the Chicagoland Collegiate Athletic Conference. So you look at, we look at their roster, uh, they're losing, definitely losing some firepower. So Terry and Howard and Pietro Badalase, and I'm sure I'm butchering your name and I'm sorry. Two seniors. That's 20 points a game right there that have graduated and moved on. However, they have a junior, Lewis Hawley, leading rebounder last year, 188 defensive rebounds. 
Average, averaged uh, over eight rebounds a game. He'll be back. And they also have uh, Cole, Cole Mysek, or Mycek, M-I-C-E-K, who averaged 10 points per season along with Mark Bailey. Mark Bailey's a senior this year. So although they, they do lose some firepower, they do lose some experienced players that got them to the tournament, they're going to be pretty loaded up with uh, upper classmen this year. Do not count out St. Francis of Illinois uh, because they could surprise the people again this year. Okay, the next school we'll look at is IU Kokomo. Uh, they were the sixth seed last year in the in the bracket they were in. And they, they actually uh, led the eventual runner-up Oregon Tech in the second round uh, before eventually uh, falling in that game. But if you look at IU Kokomo, they lose one senior who only started one game and only played in 12. And they have the uh, three three primary threats for IU Kokomo this year, uh, last year, Bivey, Clifton, and McLean, all back. They're seniors this year. Again, they had a, a good season last year. Uh, nothing to hang their head about uh, with the three seniors back with the experience that they have uh they're going to be they're going to be tough they're going to be tested early they have an they start the season with a exhibition game against butler they they participate in the river states conference so another team to look for iu kokomo could be a run year for them with the three seniors Next team we'll look at is Briarcliff. Uh, Briarcliff was defeated in the round of eight last year by Marion. So they had a very good year. Briarcliff is located in uh, Sioux City, Iowa. They play in the uh, Great Plains Athletic Conference. Briarcliff is, I guess this is a headline. Jay Wolf is gone and uh, so is Erdman. So that's going to be tough for that program to overcome. Uh, they've had a couple of good years. They didn't get as deep in the tournament as I know they were expecting. But the, those are just going to be tough losses. Jake Wolf averaged uh, 23.2 points per game. And everybody who follows small college basketball know that Jay Wolf was more than his points. He was really the heart and soul emotional leader of that team. And Erdman... Erdman as well, you know, 16 points. So it was a uh, Briarcliff last year was kind of a four-headed monster with Wolf and Erdman, Friedel, and uh, Jackson Lamb. The good news for Briarcliff is they still have uh, Friedel and Jackson Lamb. Now, in addition, they they definitely have went out and got some help, but they're going to be young. Uh, there's several freshmen that they've uh, brought in, Quinn, Quinn Vesey out of uh, Indianola, Iowa, Cody Hicks out of Jamesville, Iowa, Nick Hoyt out of Harrisburg, South Dakota. And they have several sophomores in the program that I'm sure will contribute this year and continue to, to grow with the program. So Briarcliff is going to have to really lean on Lamb and Friedel, but it's going to be tough for them to repeat the success of the last couple of years. Well, We'll see how some of the sophomores come along. They could surprise, as everybody knows. But that's the 
I guess that's a story for Briarcliff is uh, Wolf and Erdman are gone and uh, they're going to have to find a place to, re to uh, replace those points. Next team we'll talk about is uh, Perennial Power IU East. IU East lost in the round of eight to Spring Arbor, the eventual champion. Uh, IU East actually had a good year. They, they've lost several seniors. Uh, Nate Niehoff, big Nate, 6'7", 240. Uh, he graduated this year. Nate didn't start. One of the smarter ball players uh, in, the, in the NAI Division II. Uh, sorry to see him go. Like to watch him play. He carried, Nate carried a playbook everywhere he went uh, during the tournament. In a couple of close games, we, we saw him down there drawn out of play. Uh, good basketball mind. Uh, they'll, they'll miss his uh, emotional leadership. But uh, IU East is in fairly good shape. They've got Bishop and uh, Bishop Smith and Jalen McKay, two of their leading scorers last year, will be back. They seem to have recruited well. Bryce Long out of uh, Georgetown, Kentucky, Isaiah Moore, Indianapolis, Donald Lee out of Indianapolis, and uh, Nate Nate Soltis also out of Indianapolis. IU East is, sorry, and Perry Farrow, Perry Farrow, also out of Indiana, Evansville, Indiana. So IU East is one of those teams that just doesn't rebuild, reloads. Expect to see them uh, have another good year. They did lose, uh, they did lose some, some players, but they've got some very good talent in the pipeline, and they brought in a, a bunch, of, bunch of good players. Fill in, fill in with, for what they've lost. So look for IU East. Seems to be uh, poised to have a good year. Our next team is Mount Vernon Nazarene, located in Mount Vernon, Ohio. They participate in the ever-tough Crossroad League. And last year in the uh, round of 16, they lost to Morningside. They were 27-8 and eight last year, 12-6 and six in league. Good season last year. So they're losing. They've graduated Brent Vipperman, Jeremiah Roberts, and Jordy Moss. So let's talk about that. Vipperman was a 14.5 rebound player. Uh, he hit 20% of their threes, which is going to be a loss for them. Jeremiah Roberts, he, he averaged almost 10 points and five rebounds per game. Vipperman and Roberts were both starters. Jordy Moss, the big seven-footer from Spain, big 33, uh, he was not a starter. However, he he accounted for one-third of the blocks and 10% of the rebounds coming off the, the bench. So they're going to have to fill in that size and muscle inside. Mount Vernon Nazarene this year will be led by junior Jevon or Jevon Knox. Knox had a fantastic year last year. Uh, led the team in scoring with uh, 19 points per game, six rebounds, and Knox hit 88 threes. He did this as a sophomore, so a terrific talent in Knox. He will be leading Mount Vernon Nazarene this year, but they will also return two other key starters, Jacob Paul, 10 points, three rebounds last year, and Austin Jones, 13 points, 10 rebounds last year. And Isaac White, while not a starter, he averaged eight points per game, but he hit 20% of the team's three-pointers, so they're going to count on his firepower this year. 
to uh, step up as a senior. But uh, the the team will definitely be led by the youngster out of Marysville, Ohio, Jevin Knock. Mount Vernon will be looking for him to repeat a banner year. Mount Vernon Nazarene also brought in some new talent this year out of Trotwood, Ohio, Milton Gage. He's a 5'11 guard out of Plymouth, Indiana, Clay Hilliard, a 6'1 guard, and Ryan Wolf, a 6'3 swing. Uh, he's out of Asheville, Ohio. Mount Vernon Nazarene appears to have the cupboard full. So uh, be another another team to watch this year. Okay, Billy D. Cascade Hoops Talk. Let's continue on with our review of the final 16 last year. Dakota Wesleyan. They're in Mitchell, South Dakota. They compete in the Great Plains Athletic Conference. Dakota Wesleyan was 23-10 and 10 last year, 13-7 and 7 in conference. At the tournament last year, they lost that heartbreak on the Mangus 3 against Indiana Wesleyan. It looked for all the world that they had that game won in, in front of what was essentially a home crowd, but was not to be. Mangus hit a 3 at the end. And Dakota Wesleyan's season ended. They certainly will look to rebound this year. Ty Hoagland, All-American Ty Hoagland, 6'3", senior guard. Del Rapids, South Dakota, will be leading the squad this year. And these guys have four of the five starters back. Along with uh, Hoagland, you have 5'10", junior guard out of Chicago, Nick Harden. 6'7", senior forward out of uh, Bolga, South Dakota, and that's Colin Kramer. 6'8", senior forward, Rapid City, South Dakota, Sam McLeod. And then the first off the bench last year, 6'6", senior forward, Tristan Techmeyer, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So Dakota Wesleyan is definitely loaded this year, and they'll be looking for great things. And add in uh, Sawyer Schultz, 6'2 guard out of Emory, South Dakota. Sawyer is the Class B player of the year in South Dakota. They say he's a smart player, kind of a coach's player, a coach on the floor. 23.8.5 rebound, 4.5 assist man in high school. Another recruit they're excited about there in Mitchell, South Dakota is 6'1 guard Jacob Prouty. 20 points average in high school, 1,517 points in his 118 games, along with 455 rebounds. Jacob is a 6'1 guard out of Clark Willow Lake there in South Dakota. Uh, Dakota Wesleyan definitely one to watch in the 2019-2020 season. A 28-5 team, Southwestern out of Kansas. As I said, 28-5, 20-4 in conference last year. They're in Winfield, Kansas competing in the Kansas Collegiate Athletic Conference. Last year in the round of 16, they lost to Marion. Came into the tournament a number two seed, and that was a disappointing end of the season for them to drop out in the round of 16. Southwestern has lost three of five starters to graduation, including Cameron Hunt, the NAI Division II Player of the Year last year, first team All-American. Also, Brent Smith and Simpson Anderson, all three seniors last year on that great team. But they're losing 48 points per game. How are they going to make that up? Well, they have some returning seniors, two returning starters, 
Uh, Andrew Ham, a senior out of Aleve, Texas, 6'3 guard. He averaged 12.7 points per game and three rebounds last year. A junior, Ahmad Pratt, 6'8 forward out of uh, Freeport, Grand Bahama. 6'8 Jaron Wright, 5'11 guard out of San Antonio. He hit 57 threes last year. They'll be looking for that firepower from Jaron this year. And junior Troy Baker, a 6'7 forward out of Mize, Kansas, pulled down 213 rebounds. So this guy, Troy, can hit the boards. It's hard to figure out their recruiting, to be quite honest with you. They've listed 20 freshmen. Five of them are red shirts, quite obviously a lot of walk-ons. So we'll have to see as the season starts and who gets on the roster, who gets some playing time. But uh, Southwestern is going to have a, a tough rebuild, and they're definitely going to have to find some uh, surprise talent to make the run like they did last year. Using the seeding into the tournament, let's go through the uh, last team of our first half of the 16. Uh, Marion out of Indianapolis, the Crossroads Conference. They made it into the Final Four, but they were a, a three seed, so we're just using the seeding. So Marion is out of Indianapolis. They play in that tough Crossroads Conference. Good year last year, 28-8, and 13-5 in conference. Uh, they did a, had a very good run in the tournament. They lost to Spring Arbor, the eventual champion, and a cross-conference rival in the semifinals, the Final Four. Uh, they lose to gradu graduation dearly this year. Uh, their three top scorers, uh, TJ Henderson, Wes Stowers, and Reginald uh, Kisaniel, all graduating, heart and soul of that team. 50 points per game these three made up. Marion is definitely going to be looking to uh, Cameron Wolter. A junior forward, 6'7", 220, out of Fisher, Indi Fisher's Indiana. 11.2 points, 5.6 rebounds last year. Sterling Brown, a junior, so a pair of juniors, a guard. He's six foot 185 from Carmel, Indiana. Sterling had 9.8 points last year, 2.4 rebounds. And then they're, they've got Hankin Lankabell. He's a sophomore guard, 6'1", 185, out of Morristown, Indiana. Last year, he averaged 5.7 points, 1.5 rebounds. So these three are going to be the, the core that Marion will build around next year. They're also going to really count on a 6'10 senior center uh, trying to make up for the loss of Cassaniel, Jonathan Nawanko. He's out of the Bronx, New York. He's a 6'10 senior Last year, he had 117 rebounds and 14 blocks. Uh, Cassano, if memory serves me, had 77 blocks. He was just a force in the middle. So they're really going to count on Nwanko to make that up. Marion is uh, going to have a tough rebuilding year. Again, like a lot of teams, it's going to depend on how the lower classmen perform. But Marion has a good base to build from. So next year may be a rebuilding year. Again, don't count them out. Don't count out anybody in the Crossroads Conference. One recruit we should definitely talk about with Marion is Luke Heady or Luke Hetty. He's a freshman out of Carmel, Indiana. Uh, this team won the state championship last year in Indiana. Uh, he's a, a freshman, obviously, guard, 5'11", 
170. Coach's kid, uh, you find a lot of those in small college ball. He's not a big scorer. He scored seven points in the state championship game, but apparently a good basketball mind and uh, a heady player. So we'll have to see how that develops with that new recruit there at Marion. So Marion will be in a rebuilding year. They'll bring in some uh, young people, and and they're going to build around the junior core group this year, and we'll see how they turn out.